0: Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R. L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zion Word Ministries International. For more information about Zion Word, please visit us online at ZWMI.com. Amen. This morning, I want you to go to the book of Acts, please, chapter 2 and verse 47. We're going to get started today. Very important message this morning. We'll try to give it in an edifying way, Lord willing, today. 47 says, Praising God and having favor with all the people. The last part of this verse is what I want to look at. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. Say with me. The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now that's a universal church and the local church. Therefore, no one is added to the church unless the Lord adds them. Amen. Oh, they're just hitchhiking. And you're going to be let out at the next stop sign. What I want to talk to us about this morning is very simple, but I think we overlook it in the United States. Jesus is building the church. Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus is the founder of the church. If you'd go to Matthew chapter 16 now and verse 15, we're going to get started. Thank you, Lord, for your word in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Matthew 16, 15, the Bible says, He said to them, But who do you say that I am? That's a question. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. How many believes it today? Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou. Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Peter is not building the church. Peter is just a chip off the old block. Notice with me in the King James... The authorized version that never got around to being finalized. You know, I'm about sick of 1,000 translations. I don't need any of them. I can understand this one just fine. Praise the Lord. Well, you're old-fashioned. I'm old-school gospel. After all, Jesus spoke King James, and bless God, that's good enough for me. Somebody stood up one time, Oh, thank God my Savior spoke with tongues. But he didn't. The Lord has to overlook a lot of ignorance in the church. But at least they're in the church. It's our fault, five-fold ministry gives, that people are ignorant. Ignorance begets What? You said it. I didn't say it. You said it. And after ignorance begets ignorance and begets ignorance and ignorance, after a while, ignorance goes to seed and it's wildfire. Can I get back on this? Jesus said, I will build my church. Who's building the church today? I need some cooperation in 2015. Who's building the church today? Jesus. Thank you. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. Praise God. I don't want involved in any other church other than the church, because the church is going over going over in a big way, in an overcoming way. And eventually it's going to be taken out of here. Amen. The other church, the, the one that mimics the real church, is going to be left right here to face the Antichrist. Because they're tears. Now, Jesus is the head of the church. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17. Praise the Lord Jesus. We need to rejoice around the word. We need to rejoice around the word. Someone said, and I, I read a quote from one of the mega preachers. He said, "Well, God and His words the same." No, wait a minute. There's a lot of stuff in, a, in the Word of God that's evil. You see, this, this stuff is so subtle. But if the under shepherd of the church doesn't catch it, then he gets into this congregation, and then we've got a big mess. God is not the Bible. I want to be nice today. Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Him. Now drop down. Let's, let's read it all. Verse 18. And the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of the calling, and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe according to the working of His mighty power. Verse 26 now which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might, and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all, The Bible is telling us in the scripture then that Jesus is the head of the church. And that his church is the body of Christ. Amen. I have a head I think is still on and it tells my body what to do. Right? The brains is up here in the head, I hope. So it is with Christ. He's the brains of the real church. He's the head. He he, he tells the arm what to do. He tells the foot where to go. He tells what organ to function. This and that. Which one to speak. Which ones to listen. He is the head of the church and the overseer of the church. But now here's the deal. Jesus is not on the earth right now. He's in heaven fulfilling his Work as our great faithful high priest 24-7. That's his job. Praise God to intercede for the saints. So you'll accept the fact with me then this morning that Jesus is the head of the church, the body of Christ. All right. But who runs the church? Now, after a careful analogy of some 40-some years of church in the scriptures... 38 years of their abundance. I've concluded that the Holy Spirit runs the church and controls all things relevant to the church. Amen. The Holy Spirit has always run everything. From the very beginning, in Genesis 1 2. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So, who was directing creation? Who hovered over the face of the waters in Genesis 1 2? The Spirit of God. Amen. Now, I know the Bible says that Jesus created all things, God created all things through Christ. I know that. But how? Jesus is the head of the church. And He oversees it all. And we're going to give an account to Him. But now concerning here on the earth, who runs the church? The Holy Spirit. Now, He had His way in, in, in creation. And now let's go to Job 26, 13. Praise the Lord. Job twenty six thirteen tells us that By His Spirit, He has garnished the heavens. His hand has formed the crooked serpent. By His Spirit, He has garnished the heavens. So the Holy Spirit was very active in creation. Amen. The Holy Spirit also deals with men. In Genesis 6, 3, the Bible tells us that the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. So, here, ever since Adam, even to up, up to the time we are now, some 6,000 years, the Holy Spirit is active on the earth, on the job, dealing with the hearts of men and women. One Amen. You need to get this now, because unless the Holy Spirit deals with you, you cannot change. Unless the Holy Spirit deals with sinners, they cannot be saved. Not one child will be conceived. Not one physical manifestation of healing. Not one miracle. Not one sign. Not one confirmation of the Word of God. Unless the Holy Spirit does it. But i got good news for us today. He is on the job. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit will not always strive with man, however. And so there's a cutoff point here. Then the next thing I can find is the Holy Ghost anoints people for special work to do. Everybody say work. In Exodus thirty one, in verse one, and I, I think about you know the uh, the armor symbols we have here at the church. Now, I can't make those things. But Heath could make them. See, so that's a special talent and ability that not everyone can do. Right? But Now here in the Old Covenant, Exodus 34 and, uh, 31 and verse 1, the Lord spake to Moses, saying, See, I have called... By thy, thy name, Basiliel, and son of Uri, and the son of Ur, and the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Now, you can't tell me they didn't have the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. That's right. there he is. Now, and in fact, in some places, like Daniel, I, I can't find where the Holy Spirit ever left Daniel. Right. Right. Now... Sometimes the anointing would come and go, uh, for the most part, but there's two or three guys there in the Old Testament that Holy Spirit never seemed to ever leave them. Glory to God. I'm not on that. I have filled Him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. So God gives certain people, even today, special talent, abilities, insight, ideas where they can work that, that God gives them that talent and ability, and it'll produce hundredfold return. Glory to God. The hundredfold's not always money coming back. It's other things that brings them money. Praise the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit was working then, back at even when they constructed the tabernacle, and uh, they could make, you know, brass, and things like that, and Golden things, and they were anointed to do that. Praise God. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. He is the anointing, one in the same. And so He gives the divine enablement or the empowerment to do something that a human could not normally do without the Holy Spirit. Amen. He was working back then. But the Holy Spirit only works through redeemed people. Now, He uses the ungodly. But He doesn't work through them. Because He's not in them. If the Holy Spirit's in you today, then He wants to work through you. The truth is, He has no one else to use. Now, don't go too far with this. But the Holy Spirit cannot do whatever he wants to do without a human body. But that body must be washed in the blood and dedicated, consecrated to the known will of God. Contrarywise, Satan cannot do whatever he wants on this earth without a human body to work through. That's the rules. That's the reason in the future Satan must have Antichrist and the false prophet. To work through. Satan worked through Judas. You see what I'm saying? So that seems to be the focal point here. What spirit's going to work through us? Well, I choose to let the Holy Spirit work through me. And if a wrong spirit begins to work through me, I want the Lord just to slap my hand and wake me up. Like Peter. He said, no, you're not going to do that. Jesus said... Get behind me, Satan. You don't know what spirit you're of. You're an offense unto me. (laughs) Peter meant well, but he was being used by the wrong spirit. There's nothing worse than a child of God being used by the wrong spirit. Nothing worse. It breaks the heart of God and it destroys the, the functionality of the church. On the other hand... It's a wonderful thing. It brings joy to the heart of God when one of His children allows the Holy Spirit to work through them to edify the body of Christ and give Jesus glory. Amen. God's pleased with that. The Holy Spirit came to finish what Jesus started. Praise God. Now, in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21, I said a while ago, The Holy Spirit works through redeemed ones. The prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. First off, they were consecrated to God in covenant with God. And the Holy Spirit chose those people to move through those people and speak to those people and they prophesied the word of the Lord Amen so you see the Holy Spirit was active in operation in the prophets of old God never listen God never does anything until he first tells his prophets what he's going to do God always tells his prophets first what's coming So in a very real sense, the prophet then turns back from, uh, from the Lord from hearing the message and turns back to the people and tells the people what God says is coming. Amen. Why, is, why does God operate this way? God must have a vessel to work through. He must have a vessel to speak through. And you know, where is Heath at? You know, if God could use... A donkey, surely he could use some preachers today. You say, well, God's not speaking. Well, he can speak through a rooster. Glory to God. God doesn't have to verbally speak to speak. What do you mean? Well, one time God sent a big fish and swallowed up Jonah. You think God was talking to him? Jonah, you're going to go where I want you to go. I don't want to. It doesn't matter. God violated Jonah's will. Well, how about that? No, by the time the fish got through with him, he was willing. (laughs) I can just see that guy now being regurgitated by the way, there's always something to be thankful for. He could have come out the other end, glory to God. I mean, the acid in that fish's body ate off all of his clothes, turned his skin white. Like an albino, hair all bleached off, like some kids today. Smell like fish, seaweed everywhere. Of course, you know there in Nineveh they worship the fish god. So, oh, the the whale or whatever it was, sea monster, regurgitated old Jonah up out on the bank of the river, a bank of the the sea there, and. He hit the sand running. Glory to God. <laughs> now, could you imagine somebody come in white with no clothes on, eyes bloodshot, hadn't slept three days and three nights, and hair all ate off by acid, and eyebrows gone, no eyelashes, and fingernails turned white, and seaweed. Repair, God's going to destroy you all. That's what I call a preacher. Glory to God. Well, God used him. Praise the Lord. You know, God has a sense of humor. (laughs) It really does. He works the strangest ways. Back to the scripture, you know. God has always been working through the Holy Spirit on the earth. He was working in, Genesis, in Hebrews 9.14. Now, get a hold of this in Hebrews 9.14. The Holy Spirit was working through the Son of God. Praise the Lord. How much more should the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself. Look at this now. Jesus went to the cross for our sins. All right. Through the Holy Spirit, which is the eternal Spirit, offered Himself without spot to God. Now don't ever tell me Jesus became a sinner on the cross. He, be- he was spotless by the anointing of the Holy Spirit from the time they- He was put in the womb of Mary until the nails in His hands and His feet, until He breathed out the ghost, He was fully anointed with the Holy Spirit without measure. He died to the power of the Holy Spirit. He was sinless Lamb of God all the way through this thing. The Holy Spirit even helped Jesus to die. I want you to get a hold of this. Jesus didn't breathe out the ghost just because He decided to. The Holy Spirit even told Him how to die. Like, for example, He was on the cross, if I could speculate... In all of his agony, after six long hours of suffering for your sins and my sins, Holy Spirit said, Okay, it's time. He breathed out the ghost that is finished. Glory to God. Why? Well, it was finished. Hello. And secondly, Jesus had a divine appointment in the underworld to preach. Glory to God. <laughs> they were waiting on him for thousands of years. And he shows up in paradise. And they've been waiting. I wonder if he's the one. And all of a sudden, Jesus in the spirit form walks in and says, I am here. Glory to God. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Now, I'm glad about the Holy Spirit working in Jesus' life. He still is working through Jesus as the Son of Man. But now he's working through the body of the church, and I'm in the church. Praise the Lord, and so are you. If you're born again, you're in the church. Say amen now. If you're born again, you're in the church. The Holy Spirit, through some mystery, lives in us. God's very personal God. The role in Jesus' life, for example. Do you think we're, we're a mistake? No. No. God uses all of our past, even our failures. He puts it all, it's all intertwined to form character in our life. And when we get to this point in time where God can use us, then He uses all of our past, good and bad, to bring us to wisdom. You don't get wisdom just by... Him on along. This gray hair doesn't come, you know, cheap. Praise the Lord. I can't go into Tanzania ever with a gray beard because they kill witch doctors over there. And I'm not going to tempt the Lord. Now, if money comes along, he's got some knives, he can protect me, but I don't carry knives on the foreign field. No. Maybe a machete, but not a knife. (laughs) You're crazy. Yeah, I've lost my mind. Taking on the mind of Christ. Praise the Lord. Think about for a minute now the life of Jesus. Everybody say the life of Jesus. Conceived by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Empowered by the Holy Spirit. His mighty works came about by the Holy Spirit. He was anointed to preach by the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord, God's upon me, He said, to preach the gospel to the poor. He died on the cross by the parent of the Spirit. He was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. And now you're going to love this one in Acts chapter 1 and verse 1. Jesus gave commandments by the Spirit. Now, this is what blows my mind, because Jesus was glorified. And yet, even after he was glorified, he still gave commandments to the disciples by the Holy Spirit. I can kind of get a hold of a man and a woman, you know, that's being used as the Holy Spirit. This side of resurrection, but that side... It seems to me that we need the Holy Spirit even when we get into heaven. Yes. Glory to God. We're all just school right now. Some of you are just about ready to get an F. <laughs> well, maybe a D minus. I'll give you some slack. If some people worked on the job like they serve God, they'd be fired tomorrow. Tell you that by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Amen. You're joking. Sometimes, you decide. Now, in Acts chapter one and verse one, praise the Lord. I love to hear them iPads are turning. Glory to God. The former treatise have I made, O Theolopolis, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Until the day which he was taken up, after that, look at this, he, through the Holy Ghost, gave options to the apostles he had chosen. Do I have any people that's been chosen of God in here? Has anything changed? No. He gave certain commandments through the Holy Spirit to His apostles. One commandment was, and I'll get back on the note, one commandment was, in Acts 1.8, receive power if the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You'll be a witnesses unto me, both in Judea and Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth, of the world. But that it wasn't until some time later that persecution hit and the church was scattered. And guess where the church wound up? Judea and Samaria, just like Jesus said they were going to do. You can't get out of it. Try. Try to get out of it. God will send hornets along, Philistines. Stop up your well. Throw in your junk in your well. You get to where you're half dead and you have to dig that well up and get some water. You can't get out of it. If God's called you, He's chose you, and that's it. Rejoice about it. Your other option is to be a Jonah. That's it. You won't win. No one's ever fought against God and won. No one. You have to give in and let the Lord have His way with you. Amen. I don't want to go back to Africa. I told the Lord this is sixth or seventh time. All the reasons why I cannot go. The Bible talks about there'll come a time when God will turn a deaf ear. <laughs> what are y'all laughing at? You miss me, don't you? You don't? I'll let stay over an extra week or two then. I love to eat coconut. Glory to God, fish heads, hallelujah. Love it, love it, love it. And I come back here and my wife has to dig shimmy out of my ears. It's just terrible. I don't want to fly. I don't like to fly on an airplane. You understand what I'm saying? Well, I don't mind the flying. It's that sudden. Like I told Dorothy Booth, I've watched Jaws too many times. Glory to God. Have you all noticed all the airplanes going down and everybody getting shot? Killed? Murderized? Please agree with me, somebody. (laughs) Please, please. Like the guy that got shot in the leg. (laughs) oh! oh. <laughs> we know those movies bear another the word of God. Shame, shame. Please agree with me. There's a lot of reasons why I can't go. Lots. Lots. You know you act like you? Yeah, I'm preaching. preacher. I want to pray for you. Yeah, Hallelujah. Well, I'll pray for you all the way through the malaria. you got immunities built up, Billy. I mean, well, you, you know, you got it made now. Me! God will protect you. Yeah, I know He'll protect you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes things happen, you know. Paul got bit by a snake. Can I get back on this? Paul got shipwrecked and everybody's going to die. And he said, no, God told me there's a Holy Spirit walking to an angel. God told me the ship's going to be destroyed. Everybody on board's going to be saved. Glory to God. That ship was Jesus. Everybody in the ship was saved. That's the church. Glory to God. Can I get back on this? Well, Jesus gave commandments to the Holy Ghost to his apostles. Didn't he? Now, Jesus is the head of the church. Say it with me. Aren't you glad it's not Joseph Smith? Hare Krishna. Buddha Buddha Buddha! Oh Buddha! (laughs) If you bring me a little Buddha doll in here and sit it down right there, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna knock the silly thing off. Tear down their idol, glory to God. Thou shalt have no graven image before me, the Lord says.